Hi everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that you can now support Crisis Twink with a small monthly donation to help support future episodes and operating costs. There's absolutely no pressure to do this. Culture Pig and Crisis Twink will always be free, but any and all donations are highly appreciated. If you go to the show notes in whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, there should be a link marked listener support, and you can choose to contribute however much you want in just an easy monthly donation. So if that is something that you want to do, which you know, I mean, very chic look for you to do that. Very sexy, very cool to be financially generous. Come on, sugar daddy. Yes. Yes, God. Hunty slunty sleigh, I say. Um, it would be really nice if you did it. So, And it is very unhinged to be doing this. And everything I just said for the past like 10 seconds is so unhinged. But uh, yeah, absolutely try doing a donation if you can. Thanks. And on with the show. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. It's a historic first for the podcast today, as I have my first guest from Chicago proper, aka the city I currently live in. It's historian, teacher, leader, mentor, role model, Eddie Byrne. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy this is my first time um, making a friend of the pod debut. So oh my god. Podcast. I'm 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 ready for it though. That's so, what a moment for queer history. I mean, how LGBT plus is this? I forgot Q, sorry Q. Well, I mean, that kind of falls under the plus, but um, yeah, no, I, you know, this is an historic moment. Um, (laughs) I will remember it. And, you know, right now, like just kind of going with the flow and enjoying, enjoying like, the energy of this, um, despite it being on Zoom. Um, yeah, I, I feel really bad that you're on this particular week because this week was, was I mean, the vibes were toxic was, this week. <laughs> it was a dark, dark week. Um, and it all shifted in the span of 15 minutes. Yeah. I was walking into class and I just get one last look at my phone and thought to myself, oh no. And then sat down in class and just couldn't even, like, I hate to say couldn't even, but it was just on my mind the entire time. And periodically I'm getting iMessages. Yeah. I think Monday specifically was maybe the most I've been on my phone and computer in a long time. Just and we'll get into the specifics because true when I say like everything we talk about today could be its own episode cultural emergency, like it's kind of yeah, like like aghast right yeah. now. It was a long week and it is Thursday. 
Like, we still have the weekend. There could be something that goes on. There could be something right now. I'm not on my phone right now. I mean, we, yes. the meteor could be coming and I think it would be the third craziest thing that happened this week. I mean, it would just be one meteor. Yeah, it's, it's just one meteor. Yeah, just one meteor. Like, like that meteor's not going to do something reckless on the way to Earth. Like he's coming. Sorry to gender the meteor. It could be a woman, but how girl uh, boss is that? That's a real gaslight. Yeah, that's a real gaslight. Um, gaseous light. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm like. True. I am in like, a, I'm like, the goof troop is out this week and I'm in the goof troop. Like, no, I, I know. I think we kind of just got to get right into it, honestly, because this is, it's, there's a lot. It's a lot, so. it's a lot to cover. We, I've been doing deep dive after deep dive into all of it. And I, I don't know how much more I can handle it. If I don't talk about I know. It. I like to thank God tomorrow is like lobotomy Friday or whatever, because I am going to my nearest Walgreens and just clearing it out of my head to because uh, I can't take this on anymore. Yeah. But I think we gotta just play go call the governor. So I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history. And by ancient history, I mean like two weeks ago. And you're gonna decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. There are no wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? So let's play. Understood. Okay. So ready. We're I think some calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think you know what this first one is going to be. Um, the Barb Apocalypse. Does the governor need to be called? Called, recalled, resigned, like. All of it. I. <laughs> I mean, if you believe Nikki, it's gone straight to the there, White House. There have been. I. I mean, it has grabbed the attention of two heads of state, like internationally, three <laughs> heads of state, but two. Does Tobago count? Trinidad and Tobago is a country. Yes. Yeah, I know. Well, I know that. I know that. But does, also, well, I mean, she's like the like. I mean, Trinidad has like a very rich culture, but sure. like. I, I I just find it astounding, and yeah, in, in a way that it blew up. And watching it in real time, it's one of those phenomenons. Like, you know, when you're like, I mean, I could be really dark and say, like, you know, there's like tragedy that unfolds in front of you, like, <laughs> yeah, horrible. But like, this was an emergency. Yeah, this was, was the real car crash, and. I couldn't believe I was watching so many people melt down. Well, and maybe it was just kind of one of those things where there's a lot going on and maybe we're getting back into our COVID era of boredom and it's nice to have a common experience that doesn't involve the pandemic. Like- Absolutely. Like barreling down on that, I guess. It just sucks that this was COVID adjacent though. So oh, I guess right. for the people who somehow miss this, like thank God for you and yeah. your ignorance because this is the time to be off the internet if there was ever a time. Nicki Minaj on Monday said that she was not going to the Met Gala. She tweeted this, mind you, 15 minutes before the red carpet was gonna start that 
she had not been vaccinated because she was quote unquote still doing her research, which is unbelievable. And within a 15 minute span after that had cited an anecdote about her cousin's friend's balls in Trinidad that was incomprehensible. I didn't understand, like the vaccine causes balls to swell up and become, <laughs> it's not impotent. funny. Impotent, impotent. <laughs> fiance called off their wedding. It's crazy. Like I have it's, in it's, my life. It's in my life. The modifier oh. of his fiance called off the wedding. And then there were after- so many lives ruined here. By the, by the vaccine. There were so many lives. So many right. lives. And then the two follow-up tweets that really killed me. The first was a poll. She was like, which one are you guys getting or did you guys get? <laughs> which like 70% of the people who responded voted Pfizer, which <laughs> that ratio really killed me for some reason. Like, I, oh, the farms were out in I, full <laughs> I'm sorry. I just imagined, um, oh my God, I just imagined like the farms being spelled with a P. (laughs) And then the other one that just really sent me, because it's one of my favorite pieces of media of the past few years, is that she said she was going to call an emergency episode of Queen Radio. Which was a really iconic bit of media. Yeah. I miss this Nicki Minaj because it was so in her vein. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's, that's the sparkle that I love. It, it, it was something. And to be fair, there was a lot of spark. Like she did. I mean, I think you were the one who said that she was successfully tweeting through it, which ultimately did not. I really thought she was until last night. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I don't think we need to talk about that because we don't need to give any credence to, or. Yeah, the moment you bring in, you take it to a place of Tucker, your shit is busted. Like, it's just not, um, not good. And then she said she was going to the White House and then she's not going to the White House. It's, it's all just a lot of derangement. And I think. Well, it's a distraction. I think, I think it's, yeah, it's it's a level of, well, it's obviously distractibility because we know what she's been doing. It's a matter of public record. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more thinking in my head that like, if she's going to this length of allowing herself to be dogpiled on like, then it must be bad, like what's involved in the case and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it already is horrendous. It's um, horrible. Like from the moment she was like, I'm marrying this guy. It's been, it was like, no. <laughs> like, she, like, I think it's, I, I think it's fair to assume I'm speaking with a fellow Barb here, correct? Yeah. What? Brother is sex offender. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe there's like, I feel like in some ways there could be some unresolved trauma, but like, I also just don't understand why you with such a platform, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze her. I'm just, again, just disturbed by the entire thing and nervous for what, yeah. because it's and- going to taint like a lot. 
I think it, I think it certainly could. I mean, I'm, I'm a day one Barb, basically like day one Barb. And this, I think she's, I think it's fair to say she's had kind of a rough few years. Yeah. It wait, like early, like late middle school for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course she's been with us from day one. Like, And it's hard to see her just make these choices and like sort of flop. And like the narrative's not like I, I remember last year when she got her first number one song, but it was with six nine. Like that's not fun oh. for anyone. I thought it was with Doja. Oh, maybe it was Doja and then Doja, six nine. And it was right after it was yeah. six, nine. Um, which is, you know, it speaks like I mean, I don't want to get into chart statistics, like surely not. Like, like this is not pop crave. Um, but you know, I I feel like she is somewhat disrespected, like sure. for her artistry. Like I think that's I think that's a reflection of like U.S. radio too. Like they see a woman doing this, and it's going to be like, well, we can't have that playing on the radio. So maybe she gets kneecapped a for that. Like yeah. for sure. But at the same time, I'm like, it's hard it's hard to stand there and like, as a barb, watch it all happen, like where it's clearly not as good, which is why Queen Radio as a lead up was so fun. And then in tandem with it, I was like, I'm listening to Queen Radio more than Queen. Like, yeah, (laughs) like that's, that's true. Like Queen did not have the staying power of like pink print or it's like more authentic though yeah I mean it's it's definitely like a return to mixtape Nikki in a lot of ways and I definitely like when Beam Me Up Scotty finally got released to streaming earlier this year I was it was on a that was a moment. like no that was it, you know like it just makes me think of like you know th- those are the good times um I I feel like and maybe she's jumping on the nostalgia wagon a little bit, but like, who wouldn't? Like, Taylor Swift is doing that. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's doing it for financial reasons, which, like, she needs it. But, like, at the same time, it is like that nostalgia core of everything. And, you know, like, I'm thankful Beam Me Up Scotty is there because it's like I have it accessible to me now. Yeah. And I could remember that, Nikki. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm not worried about her per se. I'm just like she'll bounce probably, back. It's, she'll bounce back. She's fine. Like she's and most people do. Like she's 40. Like she's fine. And like if you know, I not we I can't talk about her every week on this podcast, but like I hold a lot of space in my heart for Azalea still. I can manage oh, yeah. to keep holding There's space so for Nikki too. And I like Kanye to an extent too, even like I've yeah, I mean, I wasn't listening to Donda because no. I was like, gonna, like when I saw the features and stuff, like I, I was like, okay, maybe I don't need to. Like, I was skipping. There were skips. Yeah, it's skips. a two-hour album. Of course, there are skips. Yeah, um, but I, like, even as a, as someone afflicted with like Swiftyitis, like yeah. unfortunately, um, terminally. I I feel like such a traitor when I'm like you know I go back to Kanye and I'm like that's someone who 
I thought was so artistic and great. And I think it was more because I was at the perfect age for it. Like, cause like, I don't know. I, I, I just think I'm losing my train of thought right now, but. Well, for, for a young gay kid, for young there kid. is a sense of theatricality and like Nikki's stuff, <laughs> obviously, and even Kanye's stuff too. That is like very, um, like a male, like yearning yeah. that like, lots of young gay men feel you know he's very much yearning for something i mean and, if you if you believe azalea he's um yeah gay 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 on the low gay 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 gay, gay. uh amber rose hashtag fingers in the booty hole like <laughs> that was a moment that was an emergency one of these days we will just do like the azalea episode and just go through everything that's oh ever like I was just looking the other day because I wanted to find her personal life or her controversy oh, section yeah. where it listed every single person that she's ever had some type of feud and it's like an entire iPhone screen yeah true it back. is that's not an exaggeration for the listener it's but literally think, an entire screen like but it's gone now someone edited it and it just says like a number of celebrities and i'm like is it and countries and countries she's feuded with sweden and ireland and that's just what i can remember off dome like i'm sure as someone of irish heritage um again unfortunately um again terminally um you know i accepted that I I internalized it and she's not wrong Um, and good for her because someone needed to. They're apparently one of the happiest countries in the world and maybe they need a kick in the ass a little bit. And who better to do it than the poet laureate of America? Maybe that's why they're so happy because it's like, it's not I just wish someone would notice me like that. Yeah, and she had. I mean, she's called all of us fucking faggots as a collective group. Oh yeah, uh, white faggots, huffing puff poppers, and uh, P- Picasso. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to explain that. This is a family podcast. I don't think that, but... I will say that. Like, I'm not as twink adjacent as you are, though. So oh, uh, 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 that's a slur. Meredith Marks taught me Meredith, that twink oh. is a slur. So I, if I say that is a slur. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, that could be its own episode too. Okay, I think we need to move on to the second, yeah. the second topic here. Here's a nice little palate cleanser. Lee Pace does the governor need to be called? Oh my God. Um, the the concept of Lee Pace. I think that governor needs to call me. Um, he, you know, this is like one of those great things where it's like, I love Tom. Like I love looking at Tom Brown. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's very beautiful. Like, I wish I could pull it off ever, but I can't. The, it was the details on him and his his stature and what it just- Yeah, I mean, he's a six, had, five slap. He's a hunk. I'm flushed right now. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. No, I really liked, he was one of my favorites of the night. Of the men, I don't think he was my absolute favorite. I do enjoy seeing men come in costume um so like Lil Nas X I was very impressed by him um 
See, I didn't love that one as much just because I, I didn't boundary pushing. Yeah, like, no, it's definitely uh, boundary pushing. Like, I just thought it was so off theme. But like, I don't know. I let, I just think Lee Pace in general should be bigger than he is. I feel like he's the oh, kind of person that like every two months we're like, oh, he's so hot. But then we forget about him again. And then it's like, oh, he's so hot. I'd like to see him in more work for sure. Um, well, he's always like green. Well, my boyfriend actually uh, said like one of his favorite movies in college was The Fall. And I mm-hmm. had never seen it because it's impossible to find on streaming services. So, yep. you know, we like his roommate's brother did a little magic trick and lo and behold, we're watching it. And it it, it is a really wonderful movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had never seen it before. And I think it's also because I was like 11 when it came out. So. Yeah. And it just wasn't targeted towards me, but I mean, he's brilliant in that and I would think that he would get more work in general yeah Um, he's been like steadily doing stuff for a long time like I remember the first thing I ever watched him in was Pushing Daisies which was also like 15 years ago at this point Pushing Daisies iconic iconic network television show that received numerous Emmy nominations and was canceled after one season what a crock of shite I thank God that's, I think that's on HBO Max now because someone, I, I was talking to someone recently who had just like, binged it. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone was just talking about it with me. But yeah, like loved that show. Loved, because also Little Gay Kid, Wicked was huge. So I loved Oh, yeah. It. Like, of course I was going to go watch that show. The pictures of her next to Lee Pace, because she's famously like 4'11", and he is famously 6'5" like are so funny like I, I wish I wish I was 411 next to him yeah uh, though I, I would to be like gay and 65 and look like that like God shouldn't have let that happen <laughs> like it's not fair all there it was all there I'm gay, but I'm also like legally blind and car sick constantly like I didn't get a good trifecta. Lee won. I'm of Irish heritage. We covered that. Um, so mentally ill and functioning. Functioning. <laughs> and like I, Lee also, he, I don't think this has been confirmed in the press, but he also is, I believe, married now. No. He was, he was in an engagement ring on the red carpet. I know the right. reason he was in Tom Brown is because he's been dating one of the VPs of Tom uh, Brown. The blonde guy for a long time. Yeah, they started, I thought they were like a pandemic relationship for some reason. I think they've been together for since 2018 because I did some deep dive on his his Insta like pretty recently. And like, there's like a little thumb of another man. There's like a little like blonde wisp like and all these things. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Just, it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, just, and you know, I'm a tall person too, but you know, there's, there comes a point where it's like, if I meet someone who's taller than me, usually I'm like astounded because I never get to look up at people. It's, it's always coming down to their level, I guess. Um, which 
you know, it, it's a trial a little bit. But. Okay, well, good for you. Um, as a, I'm repping the Short Kings on today's podcast as a person of five ten experience. You're not, you're not that short. You're I'm 5'10", but guess what? That I could, I could be fucking Bilbo Baggins for. Yeah. People don't care. No, no, it's it's kind of an overlooked type. I read is short. That's true. I mean, I think it. I think it's, <laughs> is it okay? I was just trying to be like self-deprecating. I'm gonna pull out the twink slur again. Okay, do it. Already dropped. Um, No, yeah, like Lee Pace, love him. He was best dressed male for me. I'm I'm loving it. Like, no one needs to be called here. Well, needs to be called. This is a good segue into the final topic. Dan Levy's Met Gala look. Does the governor need to be called? Um, yes, call, call. Okay. And call again. Call so governors. I, I like the idea here. Like, it apparently is an homage to like this gay artist named David, I'm butchering his last name, Wojnarowicz. I think yeah. it's yeah. it's I based off of some piece of art. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's based off of um, a work of his called Fuck You Faggot Fucker, which is like about um I mean I'd have to assume faggots. I I I, I, saw, the, I saw the original of what it's based on, but it was on one of those like viral baby tweets that was oh, like yeah. this is the homage, like and um I've you only know, seen his photography work. I wasn't familiar with this piece necessarily. I was not necessarily familiar with it either. I'm also, yeah, I'm not going to say this is like my cultural expertise. No. But I will say, I think it's one of those things that shows how art gets cheapened in a way. Um, you know, yeah. like, it's it's kind of I don't know the way it can be reproduced and I'm assuming this man is not no longer living oh do we know yeah no he's not he's not yeah I I don't know how I feel about like I don't know how I feel about co-opting um those kinds of things just like uh, like keep herring prints everywhere. Oh, yeah, like the herring Basquiat stuff is so like played I, I out at this like point. Too like close of a comparison, but I I just don't know if I would go possibly against the wishes of the dead and what they want their sure. art to convey. And I don't think the Met Gala is one of those places. I don't know. It was all there was some atrocity. I don't know. Something's in the water. It's darling, yeah. like, you know. Like, I, I, I think maybe, I think David Wojnarowicz, I'm just going to keep saying that, his main beef, I think, with this outfit is how tremendously ugly it is. <laughs> like, well, the yeah. idea is maybe sweet, but it, like, when, okay, so when I was in, like, first or second grade, we had a inflatable, like, beach ball in... Okay like our like playpen or whatever. And this outfit looked like that deflated and draped. It was crafty. Oh, I am picturing this. Is it like kind of one of those ones at Walmart 
that you yeah. see. In, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. The green or the blue and purple, like, yeah. Snow. Hate it. I know. Hate exactly. it. And that's what this reminded me of. And I was like, I in the boots were like JoJo Siwa, like Star Trek. Boots. Why was like, JoJo Siwa not there? If she had worn that, I would have appreciated yeah. um, That would have been iconic. But like, yeah. Dan, I think what really like made me laugh about it, beyond just like it, you can't say it's not an impactful garment. Like it really like hits you square in the neck. It was very Jonathan Dan Like, <laughs> maybe yeah i i think troy savon wore what jonathan van ness would have worn of this i did not mind what troy savon wore that's i thought it was dull i thought it was dull but i was also not like i i think they I, were both party no wait who designed dan so levy? dan levy was in loeva which is not an american designer by the way and Oh, and Troy was an Altuzara, which I believe is an American designer. Okay, I'll take that. I mean, I'll t- I thought I just thought it was like, look, I'm not coming out here and saying uh, Troy Sabine was looking great at the Met. Game. No, I'm just saying like, I think the gay guy who dressed the best is Lee Pace. <laughs> yeah, but I also don't. I, I don't know if I'm. Well, no, I know for a fact I am not enjoying like the the messaging, like the hidden message um, kind of game with everything that makes you have to explain the outfit more. I guess. Yeah, especially I think people really overthought this theme. Like, the theme was America, a lexicon of fashion which basically just means wear an American designer. Like, you don't need to show up dressed in like. A, a flag you don't need to like show up looking like I mean I liked what JLo wore but she looked like Clint Eastwood <laughs> like you don't need to do any of that all you have to do is just put on a Calvin Klein or Ralph Lauren dress and call it a day like this statement of American art queer queer yeah, so he was like marriage equality I was like David Wojnarowicz was, was not making art about marriage equality this was the early 90s I think that was, no, now I'm, you're jogging my memory a bit more. And I think that was what I thought was so sanitized and boring. And like, just, it's like, it's, and like, I mean, we would spend all day talking about AOC's dress. Like, I don't, or I'm, yeah, I'm I clamping down on that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like this whole thing of having like a quote unquote deeper message that gets sanitized down into something that's like not all that meaningful i guess um which i find to be just cheap and like i don't know again like you can use the fact that like media people and celebrities are raging narcissists again and they think that what they are (laughs) is super deep obviously like this is nothing new to say that celebrity is vapid, but right, like, and you know, fashion can't all of it. Fashion can tell a story. I just don't necessarily want it to be either so obvious or so like overwrought that it's exactly. Too, I like. I want someone to just show up looking either super nice and in an interesting way or fucking insane. And to yeah. Dan's credit, he did look fucking insane, and I'm sure he knew he looked fucking insane because I don't know how you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "Oh, like 
I'm in like a globalista pinata with like sketchers, light up sketchers. <laughs> like I think people dragged him for wearing a suit, and maybe that's why he like went so fucking hard to the other side. Like, well, I, I think I, I usually like how he dresses because he wears a lot of Tom Brown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I think I think his last Met Gala, or no, he wore Tom Brown to the, the Emmys. Oh, he was in a yeah. skirt. I think he was in one of the Tom Brown skirts to the Emmys, if memory serves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I think like. Pe- like he might have seen people dragging him because it's like oh you just wore a skirt like whoa yeah. whatever like you know like that's not really breaking the bounds of masculinity blah 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 like it's just well, he, I mean he definitely broke bounds of something with this like yeah. good taste color like normal colors but like and you know it's not boring it's, like we're talking yeah. about it it's it's very tacky it was it was not we're talking about it i didn't know if i really wanted to talk no that's fair i'm sorry for making you talk about it talk about it with the governor because i I mean i I couldn't even pull out enough right there this has been a big week for tacky in general and i do i think you know what this is a good segue to the next segment but we're going to take a really quick break first and we will be right back and we are back let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency eddie what are you rushing to the er today today for the last few weeks we've all encountered uh something that's goes along with that nostalgia core that we brought up earlier in the podcast but today we are actually dealing with Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube channel or Secrets from a Girl Who's Seen It All. What a girl and she really has seen it all (laughs) like she is she I she claims I I have this burned in my mind that she claims that Shia LaBeouf is the new Kevin Bacon uh, because everyone has seven degrees of separation from him, which I thought was an interesting little tidbit. But yeah, the first of several like nonsensical claims that she makes. This is an emergency. Um, Not so much that I'm worried for this woman because I actually did find her very insane. The gag, a, the gag is she is an excellent YouTuber to the point where I'm like, why did you not do this a long time ago? Well, I looked back and it was not like these eye-catching. She has some real genius with marketing because she has some well, eye-catching titles that stop me in my tracks. Nearly. She's She's been on a roll the past few weeks specifically. Like, I feel like I did not know she even had a YouTube channel until three weeks ago when the Why I Don't Talk to Shia LaBeouf video went a little viral. And everyone was like, oh, that's what she's been doing? Wait, what? Here? Right now? And it was good. And then sizable following, too. But it's escalated. Yeah, good for her. For the purposes of this podcast, we both watch basically the past like two and a half weeks worth of videos. It's more or less. Yeah, I spent most of yesterday evening when I got home from class just 
one after the other, one after the other. And I, it gave me a soft spot for her. Ultimately, yeah. I would say that I think she's an interesting person um, and has a lot of interesting stories, but she has some wild storytelling techniques. Yeah. Uh, there are some segues that I do not see coming ever. I think the most disorienting thing about her videos is the filmmaking and the editing. Like it's literally like watching a Godard movie with all the jump cuts and stuff. I, I, it takes you out of it in a way. Out of it and you, it makes you realize like, okay, she is doing take by take take with yeah. each line there's line delivery and, and maybe that's like the theater kid in her where she's like I didn't like the way I addressed that like I need to do that again sort of thing um she just she seems very neurotic which I can appreciate yeah from a theater kid it's to be expected um she, she, I mean, she clearly has a good sense of storytelling and I actually appreciate how like sort of natural some of it felt, but I do agree with you that like a lot of it too can lapse into like, oh fuck, what's her name? Um, You know, that girl who made all those like sort of inspirational like vines and stuff where she would like squeeze a tube of toothpaste and be like, words are oh, like toothpaste. Uh, Once they're out, try getting them back in like um, she kind of talks like that sometimes too yeah. and it really kills me <laughs> and she, she looks like miranda sings um, yeah 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 I'm literally blanking on the one where it's like she's, she's got a collage on her face and she's taking pieces off and she's like you're you're a beautiful portrait <laughs> i don't know i sounded like Wob, uh, meyer lady right there yeah uh, <laughs> Motherful. She is Motherful. Meyer Lady Motherful. Adjacent though. <laughs> yeah. I like um there the other one I think about a lot in sort of an inspirational way almost too, which says a lot about where I am with my life is um she's like sometimes the lights go down in your life. That's when the show begins. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And Christy does say stuff like that sometimes, like. Um, well she has the one like that kind of kicks off this like why I left Disney Channel it's how I lost all my money yeah Uh, (laughs) calls it like her big sis advice and she has I think that highlights one of her weird complexes like especially being like I was like a big sister to Shia LaBeouf I wish he would have seen me that way and it it feels like she's lost something like that she really wishes was there it it just feels not and I don't want to go on and say desperate because that's that's not nice I I think she's really self-aware about how her life and career has gone in a way that is like sort of uncomfortable but also super entertaining because she's willing to talk about it and she is so candid like in her um my celebrity bullies video she's like I had a really good period and then a not so good period and now I think I'm in a really good period again (laughs) and I was like okay good for you I'm a mom I have a husband I'm like she was in Austin 
she lives in. Uh, it it remains of- unclear to me whether or not she actually has a house because all these videos are her walking around in a public park. It's, it's in, um, I actually, based on uh, the signs around her, I Googled, it's the Lady Bird Johnson um, <laughs> Arboretum or what, like, watercolor gardens i believe something like that but i could cry you're one of the only guests who's ever come on and done research (laughs) that's so nice oh i was super curious because i just needed to know where she lived uh i want to go there now i like i feel like you could show up there on any given day and she'd be there walking around in a circle by an old wooden fence I think the thing that like spurred me to look at it was her walking through the setup of a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> how she lost her, her, no, how she lost the part of Mia Thermopolis to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> and that was a new development today. That, uh, for the listeners, that came out today. Yeah. Um, and it was announced last night. I saw 12 people waiting. People do wait. People do wait. I um, I think it was Carrie O'Donnell who tweeted last week about her. She does have a video, of course, called my my nine eleven story, which oh, was real. Which we will get it. We have to get into that. But like, he posted about the waiting room phenomenon and how pe- how rude people are in there. Like, she has shooters in every area. It's crazy. Like, she, this is an empirically popular very channel. Like, she has, like, I think 300,000 subscribers. I mean, she probably does have shooters. Her husband is a former Marine. <laughs> and she has military experience because of Cadet Kelly. Yeah, they Kelly, definitely that, top that, people that, have shoot a gun. The, it's a regular American sniper story. Yeah. Here. Okay, we should, we d- have not even said who Christy oh, Carlson hey, Romano oh. is. I have to I have to address this though. We know that she's a little bit of a nut and an army brat. Like yeah. she said her husband saw Shia LaBeouf at the gun range. Yeah, yeah. And I, I heard that and I was like, I don't know. I like, you know, Second Amendment, like to a degree, but I I don't know how I feel about someone like Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf should not be allowed to shoot a gun. Range. I'm, I'm just, you know, there are just some things that are concerning. And, yeah, you know, I, I know that Christy feels the same way. I'm sure she is kind of in that same camp. She looks at him like a little brother. She does. Um, She also cited that she saw the film Honey Boy, which Shia LaBeouf wrote. And it's about like, it's autobiographical. She has. She got a level of radical empathy from that film that, uh, to her, I think it's it shows that she maybe is either too trusting of a person or just like a living saint. I don't know. <laughs> like the jury is still out on that one. For sure. I do. I was really concerned about her politics too until the Anne Hathaway video in which she said that she and Anne Hathaway are politically aligned because. Yeah. To until today, I kind of thought Christy was a little libertarian. There were a couple things that yeah. w- that piqued my interest about that. One was definitely a former Marine husband seeing Shia LaBeouf at the gun range. Yeah, that, that piqued me. Um, maskless in a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was another thing. And reminiscing on her first Starbucks experience, I might add. Um, 
and there was one oh driving a tesla I, yeah you know like that that triggers something in me she little. also moved to texas before it was like fashionable for a celebrity to move to texas too like she's it seems like she's been there for like five plus years and i think that's before like elon and Haley duff and all these luminaries are have gone there so i agree i agree i don't think she speaks to hillary duff though no, I I can see her. Show. I could see her speaking to Haley. Um. Oh my God! Fun fact: Haley Duff was just in my hometown filming like a Hallmark movie. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I I was happy to see her getting work, but I guess she kept saying how much she loves Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, that's so <laughs> that's so sweet of her. She I loves love- a small town movie because I recently rewatched um Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> And yeah. I forgot that she's in that. She's brilliant in it too. Yeah. That, that is a really wonderful casting. Um, I thought everyone played their roles too. I'm, I'm a real Napoleon Dynamite defender. Okay. Um, it was an extremely formative movie for nine-year-old me, which take or leave what that says about me. But I thought, you know, John Heater is obviously a classic, but um Tina Majorino. Is oh yeah, like she's great. She's I rewatched Veronica Mars last yeah, year, two years exactly. ago, and she's so good in that show too. She's so good, and she's so meek, and I think she plays that up really well. Yeah, and I'm happy to see Uncle Rico getting work in the White <laughs> Lotus, of course, as the love as the dying love <laughs> interest of, of Jennifer Lord, Coolidge, our Lord and Savior, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> This, like, who I mean talk about seven degrees of Shia is a degree away from Christy Carlson Romano because of noted Hillary Duff vehicle a Cinderella story so li- there are layers to all of this layers to this there's it's it's Disney it's the DC she really has a lot of bones to pick with Hillary and a lot of Hollywood celebrities like and she's not afraid to talk yeah, about but, it oh yeah for sure I mean obviously we have like the jabs at Hillary Duff. I yeah. definitely picked up on those. The the referring to Lizzie McGuire as the Hillary Duff show. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think there's so much I think it's more resentment towards Raven because she brings <laughs> up, well, Disney Channel's letting Raven come back. So maybe they can find a place for me in all of this. And I thought that was a little again i don't want to say desperate but but a little like there's a complex there i feel like and maybe that's that yeah energy. i i do think it's shitty that like they did a live action um kim possible movie pretty recently on disney channel and she had she only got to come back for like a one scene cameo in her I believe her character's name was like flaffa or something it was not like the most dignified <laughs> experience yeah. <laughs> that's so rude. That's so rude. I'm Flaffa. <laughs> like she has like a she has full like um fox she has like fox eye surgery and like buckle fat removal. <laughs> Hi, I'm Flaffa. I'm a flarb. <laughs> a flarb. I'm a flarb. I I will. Christy looks so good, though. Like she, like she looks radiant. Like Austin's doing really. Her sitting, um, her face looks inc- 
incredible. Um, I, I have no idea who her doctor is, but I'm intrigued. Next yeah. time on an American Airlines flight, I will see who the top doctors in Austin are. <laughs> You're going there. <laughs> I, I, I think I can make a connection here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really happy to see her happy. I just get these waves of extreme resentment for not being famous. I mean, she literally asks, am I irrelevant? And that yeah. sounds like a cry for help to me. It definitely is. Like, I imagine she's making really good money off of this for because sure. she has a, she has a, she has a, a good channel. She said she has a business, I thought. Yeah, I think they're in crypto. Oh, which is which is very Austin. Yeah, very Austin, it's a little very, libertarian. Very Tesla driver. Yeah. Just yeah. A see. scosh. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I got my eye on her, but the she the um the video that really like struck me as sort of like a parade of little resentments was Perfect. the masterpiece entitled How Katy Perry Took My Record Deal. <laughs> Now, um now, I have yeah I have some questions about that um so I, I will say as someone who has worked fairly extensively with Katy Perry before the timeline of this actually of tracks what is this a conflict of interest <laughs> no 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 I'm not gonna I don't work for her label anymore I don't work on her projects anymore um I can't speak to the quality of either of those experiences, but I will say that I do. I, the first project I ever worked on um, full-time in the music industry was Witness. So take of that as you will. Um, but- Seminal classic. Katy Perry was bopping around for basically five years before she got, like yeah. I kissed a girl and stuff. Like the time, and she was signed to Columbia when Christy was talking about all the Columbia shit show and stuff in which she had to like audition several times she had to deal with like weird label people she had a like me too experience that she like moves on yeah. from very quickly in the video like um and then has a sit-down dinner with Katy Perry in which Katy Perry apparently did not pay attention to her and Christy Carlson Romano felt very slighted by this when it's Katy Perry too I mean yeah so my takeaway from that sort of, I, I, I hesitate to call it a, a, a rant, but a, 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 it was kind of a screed a little bit about the industry. It turned and into it by the end. <laughs> by the end, you could tell she was visibly frustrated. And, you know, I'm not saying anyone's entitled to a record deal. And I certainly don't think she is. I think she has some tendency to believe that she's something that she's not like when she referenced she referenced wanting to be the next Cheryl Crow um or Liz Fair yeah and, um you know that's it, all fine and, and good but I don't think that's like by the time it rolled around like the it was saturated a little yeah bit. in 05 like in that space, like, I mean, we were having, like, why can't I breathe Liz Fair for one, but then also, like, there were so many Avril's, there were so many Michelle Branches, like, Fei Fei Dobson's, like, you don't need exactly. CCR. 
I also thought in my head, she could never get rid of the name Christy Carlson Romano. That no. already is a mouthful. Um, she she could have been Christy Corley. Christy. Like Cammy Cabby, but <laughs> for the odds. She, Christy Carly. Hey, I'm Christy Carly. <laughs> we could have had the Christy I'm Carly games. Christy Carly, formerly Nay. 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 Nay Romano. <laughs> Nay Romano would be a good drag name. She, <laughs> she, my whole thing about this screen though was sort of that she was resentful for a lot of the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> in the way that it was like, okay, but as someone who came of age during like the Disney Channel games, and the Kim Possible movie, and yeah. you know, I think I I saw her height of fame, and I remember she had like one of those during the commercial break, like had a song playing, and I think it I think it's called Dive. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just not something anyone really needed to hear. No, like she definitely did not pop as much as. Like you look at Hillary Duff and you're like, oh, she's a star. Like yeah. you look at Chrissy Carlson Romano and you're like, oh, she kind of is in the same tier as that girl from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guy. Uh, like same. Who also had a recent meltdown on social media. Yeah, because she's like actually Trumpy. Oh my she, God. She posted a TikTok that's like, I'm not racist. Oh, here we go. Slay uh, queen, yeah. Um, and the she Christy Carlson Romano also puts a lot of roadblocks in her own way too by either being like really meek in times where she's supposed to like really go for it like just sitting around at the Katy Perry dinner and in the and video what like this blew my mind the title of the video is how I like how Anne beat me for Princess Diaries the story yeah. of that is that she didn't even show up to the audition she missed it exactly. she didn't even audition Exactly. And I thought that was so strange that she had, again, we're going back to these complexes. She puts herself in the same category as Anne Hathaway. And I found that to be yeah. bizarre. I, I have an incredible quote. I think I sent this to you. Oh yeah, here it is. At the beginning of this video, she says, sometimes people are like Christy Carlson Romano, Anne Hathaway, they are the same person. I can assure you that we are not. And I was like, babe, no one has no. ever confused you two before. <laughs> no one. I, I don't even think Anne Hathaway did Disney Channel. No, Princess Diaries okay. was her only foray into it. And she got that basically straight out of high school. And then I think Ella Enchanted, when that rolled around, was not Disney. Mm -mm, and I think that was just rando. to be like, like an F you to Disney, like I can be a princess or something. And then Hoodwinked. And then Hoodwinked. Oh which is God. a screensaver come to life as a movie, but that was not Disney. Because if it were Disney, that would have looked like a little nicer. Dream, that was DreamWorks for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if that's DreamWorks. That is a shabby looking movie. Like, you could be right, honestly. I think I saw it once and yeah. never needed to see it again. I don't know. It's just one of those things. I... But going back to Christy, I, I think that she has a lot of unresolved, like, what could have been's 
Mm -hmm. And maybe that like amassed into some sort of like, I don't, I, I don't want to say trauma, but it's definitely is, drama. It, so, something is like unresolved in all of this. Yeah. Like it feels concerning. Like it feels like a cry for help. I'm going to rummage through my mom's storage locker and bring out all the stuff I did when I was famous. Yeah. Um, that, like, I don't know who this is for, except for us, maybe. Yeah, definitely. She definitely almost overnight got a legion of gay stands out of this. Like, because this is, I think, the most interesting thing she's done since Kim Possible. I think it also goes with that sort of gay mentality of like gravitating towards women who were not given a fair shot in the industry. Yeah. I think that definitely, I think that's why you and I find her endearing yes. in all of this too. And why I could continue to bear to watch it. And there's a little bit of, and I don't, I don't want this to come off as like misogynist in any way. There's a little bit of like a broken bird quality to her that is yeah. like, you see that archetype a lot in like gay stand. Like I think Housewives is a really good example of that. Like those are- yes like low level damage low level to mid-level damage women yeah yeah um who are crying out for a platform and acting out and christy's you know she's like i think this is like a good way to channel her both like the excavation of her past but also like just her mind like and yeah. it is super entertaining because she is willing to basically main names. That's why I think it feels unresolved is because it's therapeutic for her. Yeah. There's and a line that I gravitated towards from the bullying video in which she obliquely talks about how Scarlett Johansson bullied her in high school. Yes. Because they were at um, professional children. Yes. Um, and I totally allegedly please do not sue me scarlet i totally believe that scarlet johansson was a full nightmare to every human being when oh, I'm sure. i mean i believe that now allegedly i believe that now this quote though really is so christy like it, it quintessentially christy like by the standards we talk about bullying now i was bullied heavily by the standards we talked about bullying back then it was normal <laughs> And I was like, damn, girl, that is a little dark, but also like a little like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I mean, she's talking about this one year experience. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I also kind of, I did some research for sure. And she went to a Catholic school in Connecticut prior to professional children's. She's um, such a Connecticut girl at heart. So Connecticut. Oh my goodness. Like it's very Fairfield County. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 in which I get it. Like I can totally see how she's Fairfield County theater kid, um, child actress, uh, you know, all, all good for her. Um, and to go from that into like ritzy, like famous kid school, I could see how that's dark. Yeah. Like, she had been on TV for a minute. Yeah. She had headlined Broadway by this point. <laughs> headlined, yes. I mean, technically, I'm I guess she <laughs> she beat Anne for that. She said she I believe I I can't do nothing except take Christy at face value because it is such like a it 
the way she presents these is so intimate too. like the walking and you're joining me on my walk today yeah it's kind of nice like we're in a pandemic work and a walk it's like we're on her like animal crossing island like we're like visiting for stopover like i do at some point expect her just like as a wedding venue (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was startled like legitimately startled at the beginning of the bullying video when it a took place at night which was a a difference (laughs) for her usually she's like like truly like like helios the sun god himself is like shining on her had a big day probably she did and then she's like she's wearing a fleece so we can't see her abs that was startling number two she is in really good shape we do have to emphasize that and it starts so abruptly she like hops over the railing of what i believe is the (laughs) public restroom of the park and she's like i was bullied as a kid and that's how it starts like you there's no buffer because she doesn't have a theme song or an intro no, it's, well, the the edit cuts are the yeah. constant theme throughout. There's a real cadence to the way she talks um, in that regard. There's one thing I, I do want to talk about, um, the 9-11 video. Okay, that, wow, is is quite, quite a video. Um, it was 10 minutes of everything and nothing. Like... <laughs> That was what I thought too. I think it felt like I was waiting for not, not to say the climax because, like, for most of it, it already happened and she had no idea what was going on. Um, but I'm not going. To, I I don't know. I'm not going to like downplay anyone's experience if they were in New York on that. No, day. we we cannot. We cannot. We cannot. Uh, we're, like, we're, we're let's just smack a big old stamp over this part of the podcast that says. 9-11 obviously happened. Oh no, we're not off to a good start here. No, I, everyone's trauma response to 9-11 is extremely, extremely valid. And, and the way that Christy Carlson Romano talks about 9-11 is also absolutely baffling. It's, <laughs> it's completely, uh, it, it is definitely one of those things where uh, you know, I love when I hear someone who was 60 blocks away, like centering themselves. And she, there was like a teacher. Okay. I didn't understand this part. There was a teacher, a very, she makes note to say several times, a very heavily pregnant teacher whose husband was in the world trade center, but she never says what happened to the husband. She just says that the teacher went in and out of the gymnasium several times. There's no resolution, I don't think. I didn't hear it. I like rewound this one. I I did not catch a resolution on that because I think I was more concerned if she was going to get, um, uh, if she was going to get on the Metro North uh, and make it home to Fairfield (laughs) Well, she did make it home and and I I had to write down this quote because it was, I mean, perfectly Christy, I went home and wrote a song. <laughs> she wrote she wrote a song on 9-11 as a trauma response. And I would love can to we, hear that song. Can, can we address her songwriting though? Um, I'm a little like confused. What is a song to her? Or yeah. 
because she does say like they were reading my diary and then putting it to music right and and I it, thought that was interesting I was like okay so she makes she makes it a point across several videos to say this is a quote I wrote down from the Katy Perry video. I don't play guitar. My voice is my only instrument. So is she just like singing a cappella, these like 9-11 songs, like in, in her, her Fairfield bedroom? <laughs> it's at least like, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny to think about that as, um, you know, as a, she is a vocalist and I- She I is a vocalist. <laughs> She says she belts. Oh, I believe it. I, know, I believe it. And I know she belts because she's... She, I think she sings like how Miranda sings actually sings, like not like her bad voice. Like I think they they could be... They could do like a Wilson Phillips style like duo. Like Katy Perry's vocal intonations as she goes from one active to another. Do you think that is why she got kicked off I do think that and I also not to have another quote but I have another quote from that because this really this made me cry actually I was watching this in public too and like people were watching me have a full breakdown watching this video um (laughs) Katy Perry has range sorry Katy Perry has range for days (laughs) texture I love her so much and then she frowns (laughs) she frowns texture I think, um, you know, it, it's it's only the way that Christy could deliver it, though. I think that when she said that, um, it reminded me of her calling Shia LaBeouf's mom a vibe. A, vi- a whole vibe. A whole vibe. Um, oh, my God. So it's, good, it's good to see, like, a Gen X millennial cusp, like, kind of get with some of the terminology well she's she's definitely like a student of youtube like i went back and i did not watch anything prior to the shia labeouf video because she's been the one with um the kid from lizzie mcguire and it's so and so which one the 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 kid not gordo um the brother like the brother yeah 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 yeah. is Um, he gay now is he gay i don't know I don't know. What? I, no, 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 no. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think he is. Is Beans from Even Stevens one. gay? Is it the hot brother? I think he's gay. Okay. The I never really watched Even Stevens. I just know who Beans is. Um, I watched Even Stevens because it was syndicated. Yeah. Like on ABC Family, I believe. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that's, I think a lot of other people have much more of like a deep rooted thing yeah, with that show than I ever did. I was a little too young or no, I'm not young. My parents don't let me watch Disney Channel until I was like eight, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, I, for whatever. I was watching Arthur until then, which is a lot of why I'm well, like I mean, I would here. Well, I was watching Arthur until I was like, who knows, 11. Whenever Sla- I- Arthur slaps. Whenever I didn't know who the characters were, I think that's when I was like, okay, I need to wean myself. Oh yeah, there was like a new friend who had just moved from like Siberia and he was like like a Russian boost. It's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I can't keep track at that point, but you know, anyway, to get back on the point. Oh yeah. (laughs) um, I feel like the brother, the older brother is Donnie. Okay. Donnie. That could be like allegedly. 
sure i'm, I'm just gonna throw that everything out. said on this podcast you need it's just it's all alleged it's all alleged. an opinion that i am saying is alleged there's a there's a big disclaimer like flash. yeah well i guess you wouldn't see the flash because it's a podcast but you know what i'm saying there was one other quote from the 9-11 video actually two well two because the resolution <laughs> of this story is like so unbelievable in a way that like like i thought she had centered herself before but the resolution was crazy this little turn of phrase made me want a video about this these five words alone my sister at the time my sister at the time i was trying to figure out whether she was just enunciating it weird no she was just saying my sister at the time i'm like what happens like are you estranged from a biological sister or is this a stepsister that like you're just saying oh it's so crazy her father is has passed on oh but no my sister at the time my sister at the me, time. like we could like i think it's just a misplaced prepositional phrase maybe but at the same time but she's so intentional with how she speaks that to leave it like this i was like oh is this true because she's she doesn't stop she like delivers these as like long good monologues this is why there are multiple takes of them she was not her sister's keeper and she she was and though like she made the rest of her family coddle her at the road she so she refuses to fly after 9-11 which is another fair is that you bring this up about the sister and there is no mention of any other family member except her mother yeah speaks of her mother as like don't have your mom as your manager yeah she i mean what there is a video that i admittedly couldn't really get all the way through um called how i lost all of my money basically and the answer is like sutton stracky voice she spat it but she also like like it's clear that she got exploited by her family in some way a little bit I gathered that too. Yeah, um, and it's a sensitive subject. I gathered a lot of like child labor practices that I found to be highly questionable. Um, you know, like definitely her parents like kind of putting her in this position yeah. of being the financial breadwinner of the family. It it's implied I, she did not say she was ever a breadwinner but it, it's kind of implied that she was helping herself yeah. but then there's also i think what struck me was like the the treatment on set that they as the actors received and how she casually is mentioning um osha violations against yeah Shaka, like how he <laughs> throwing himself and like hurting himself and you know it's one thing when there's an actor who is an adult doing that but allowing a child to do that who's clearly as we know now had a traumatic and disturbed childhood it's like it makes me feel like there were not enough adults in the room um and that the children were treated as adults themselves and christy carlson's Romano's mom should not have been one of the adults at all. Like, heavens, no. Um, which, I, which, to my perspective, makes me believe that um, 
you know, th- there was not really sound financial savvy amongst well, anyone in all of this. I mean, at, at some point in September t- 2001, they had enough money to do a, a multi-day train trip from New York to LA, which I, I, I cannot imagine how long that takes on the train. Like, um, because she's so scared to fly, but she has like an epiphany in middle America. And says, I went from some country. (laughs) She says, I went from someone who called them flyover states to being an American. (laughs) That's, that goes along with her like not, like 9/11 patriotism though it was in the air for yeah well they were resuscitating those videos um that disney channel made with like uh what beverly what, what's her name from what like does one the flag mean to me yeah like I the just, propagandizing was unbelievable and i do remember seeing those like cuz they played them for a long time too like even when i was allowed to watch they played them every year around 9-11 just like they would play Tiger Cruise starring Hayden yeah. Panettiere uh, the children on the military queen that woman is built like a torpedo she is. <laughs> sorry that's so rude but she I love, is I love you Beth Cooper um <laughs> I love you I love you back. Beth Cooper that, that that brought you back um no I but I really thought that's what the 9-11 story was going to be was that she did not get the role in Tiger Cruise because because I I don't know I feel like she could have been up for it she was at her peak no she definitely could have like though when you think about it she really only had the three she had even Steven she had Kim Possible and she had Cadet Kelly and after that it was kind of crickets for her yeah, that was the extent for her. And I think it was, you know, maybe it's like a tall girl thing that probably brought her down a little bit. Is she and tall? Maybe it's like a Leah Michelle thing. Like a Leah Michelle attitude. If you say her name once more, she'll appear. We can't, we can't. I, can't tell I don't want to do it. I don't want to invoke her. Like that. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, I mean, she definitely seems like she could be difficult, just judging from these videos, like they are, um, they're interesting, and they kind of highlight someone who is, ex- like I said, extremely neurotic, and, and vengeful, <laughs> like she's a little vengeful, like one of the, um, the a thumbnail for a video I can never watch is her like pretending to cook like Katy Perry and she's in like an Alyssa Edwards like Katy Perry wig no and I didn't I didn't I didn't look I couldn't click on it I was like this was prior to the this was prior to the video yeah cosplay series um I did not I didn't think I really wanted to touch whatever like nuclear reactor would melt down. Yeah. Like it it just seemed like something that was not meant for me as much. No, no. I mean, Um, you, it's like at the end of um, Indiana Jones where like you open the box and then your face melts off. Exactly. That's, (laughs) that's the, that's the Katy Perry cooks video on Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube page. 
I can only imagine how <laughs> there has to be some level like I mean there's obviously a level of resentment but there has to be some sort of like like un unjustified like hatred in a way yeah like I just don't understand the point of going on and saying that someone else has your career like I mean it's 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 not, not to use this word it's clickbait saying, it's the implication yeah like I do think that this resentment is being channeled into impeccable art because she, I will keep watching these videos. Like oh, I'm not yeah. a big YouTube guy in general. I'll be in the waiting room. Yeah. I'll be in the waiting room. I find these, like for as much as we've talked about these videos, I do sort of want the takeaway for people to be that these are actually pretty good videos. He does a good job of narrating and like, like, we said we find her very endearing and all of that. She's a weird storyteller, but she's a good storyteller. And that's kind of all you need to be like a successful YouTuber in general. Exactly. And I think now that she can show that she's garnering interest in her life, I think this is like a good play for her. Ultimately, if she is trying to get back into acting, she's implied it i definitely think she'll get a two episode arc on whatever american horror story season 12 is ryan coming murphy up. will eat this shit up yeah ryan murphy loves this kind of like you know reclamation projects kind of yeah like yeah. i'm not watching this season of um of american horror i haven't watched in a while because i just cannot really? Like I've been watching American Crime Story. Oh yeah, which I would be but watching that if it were available to stream anywhere. I but can only handle so much Ryan Murphy at a time. So well, I mean, he's he's a lot, a lot of. He's a lot, a lot of. He's a lot, a lot of. Yeah, I mean, I know AHS has Macaulay Culkin on it right now, which is like, oh, that's like perfect for Macaulay Culkin. Maybe Christy, once they run out of like other child actors to resuscitate, like maybe they can do Christy. That would be good. Yeah, she could do something kind of edgy and she has that spark in that. She's like, definitely a compelling camera presence in this format. I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll have to see. I think we'll Like many things on this podcast, we're just going to have to wait to see how this plays out. But I do, I'm glad that like, I'm glad that she has this at the end of the day. So, all right. Well, I think we have to move on to our final segment. Here we so go. we're going to play tear the community apart. I'm ready. The rules are pretty simple to this. I've picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better. Okay. Easy. Maybe. Today I have picked two songs from the year 2015, a pivotal year in culture from two queens of pop. Two of the most defining pop artists of our generation, our time, icons in the making, instant legendinas. Princess Diana found dead in a ditch because she heard both of these songs and was like, fuck, yeah. what else is there for me? Which song is better? Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld or Here by Alessia Cara? Excuse you that's Academy Award nominee, 
Haley Steinfeld. Okay, Academy Award nominee Haley Steinfeld and someone who I believe has performed at the Oscars, Alessia Cara. It's it's obviously um, Academy Award nominee Haley Steinfeld's masturbation anthem, Love Myself. Hey! Um, And I don't need anybody else. She makes it clear, there's no question about it, that she loves herself and absolutely the best song released in the past six years about like whacking it for sure and uh, like incredibly so and incredibly so you know i i have such a deep respect for Haley steinfeld because she is not someone i'm going to go through track by track or album by album i don't even know what her she doesn't have an album i was gonna say it's been six years and she doesn't have an album i don't know what her discography is but every song i'm hearing on the radio i am gonna jam to that and i you know it's jam like it's 1999 for sure but yeah I, i I will say for Alessia Cara with that song, I enjoy that song much more than anything else I ever heard from her. That's the key. That song prepares you for an artist that we have not seen since then. Like that song, it the message is kind of annoying. Like I think in 2015 when like we were in college, the song that's like, oh, like parties, I kind of feel weird at parties. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like that like hit a lot deeper to like, dumb 19 year olds and it does now but like yeah I think it kind of played too easily into the hand you know there wasn't much artistry it was very matter of fact um even though I just praised Haley Steinfeld for the same thing in the last song I I feel like Alessia Cara and the industry that planted her um really wanted to have some sort of American Lord and like that was kind of absolutely I think she's Canadian weirdly okay um but no I get I get what you're saying like she was signed to the same label that um Justin Bieber she is still signed I think she's still signed actually um Justin Bieber Rihanna bunch of people that are kind of like famous industry plants that kind of just worked out or whatever like you can see the thought process and here is a cool song I think the production of that song is really nice like yeah that's kind of how um I think it gets that like sort of like nonchalance and just like general cynicism yeah about everything the Uh, orchestral flourishes are really nice like I remember at the time listening to that song through like um after Adele's 25 had come out, I remember weirdly thinking like, oh, I kind of wish Adele's 25, like the music itself sounded a little bit more like here. Cause that felt like a very like updated, like soul trip hop, hip hop pastiche. Definitely has that sort of soul feel to yeah. it. And it, it's, it's just it's, this little Italian, uh, just an Italian it, girl from Canada. It couldn't be, I, is she Italian? I thought she was Portuguese. No, that's Nelly Furtado. Nelly. Yeah, <laughs> Alessia. I think the Cara actually stands for Caracciolo. Oh my goodness. That's a big swing for me to say that. I don't know if that's true. I think it is, but I'm pretty sure she's Italian. We consult and leave an editor's note like afterwards. But that's, you know, that 
puts it in perspective when you say it like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like she was a disappointment from then on out. Um, yeah, Scar's Tear Beautiful is one of my least favorite pop songs of the past. Yeah, I think several it's, years. it's a little too like Tumblr, Tumblr, like literal, literally. Just... It's, remember that um from 10 years ago that like move, <laughs> to call this a movement, um, to write love on her arms. Hola, yeah. Yeah. We had a very active chapter on my college campus. To write love on her arms. To write love on her arms. <laughs> where is that now? To, to write love on her arms. Where have you been, Loka? <laughs> where, where have you been? You can't call it, I'm sorry, you can't call someone who's like in I'm that chapter secret. a Loka. That's not I'm okay. Secret. Where have you been, Loka? Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, it's, you know, it's a message. I'm sorry. I'm like almost crying at this point. It's a message. <laughs> it's a message that endures because it's so powerful and timeless. But like, it's also like, um, it's so Tumblr speak. Like, because it's a, it's just a sense that starts like in media rest, basically. And Scars to your Beautiful, it's like a perfect little Tumblr phrase that, ultimately means nothing the syntax is cattywampus and like where do you go you can't go there's nowhere to perch the scars to your beautiful what does that mean like my beautiful doesn't have any scars what are you talking about poetic it's poetic license in a way i don't know it's not like what is she saying like it's like a black and white cookie where there are scars on one side and beautiful I, on the other it's kind of one of it's to tie it back to ccr like there's my sister at the time and to your beautiful it's these weird like it leaves questions that's like um hard feelings loveless but like <laughs> my sister at the time <laughs> you're beautiful I I that's and you know what to that good on Haley for like saying it so concisely and yeah in a much more palatable way like I'd rather like dance to a song about whacking it than like sway in the breeze to a song about like cutting yourself yeah (laughs) yeah I mean it's, it's just I don't know. I'm glad that, I mean, I guess we're still in like a self-helpy moment, but like no one's fucking singing about it anymore. Thank God. I, yeah. I think, I think that's the other thing too, is um, maybe for us, we had already heard that message so much that we didn't need to hear it on pop radio. Like that. It, was, the I, only truly transcendent song about, and I'll include love myself in this the only truly transcendent song about like self-love and like being beautiful in your own skin is born this way. And half of that is because the bridge is so surreally batshit that like. I don't think we, I, I don't. I'm not going to quote it. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say the Orville Peck version either, but I'm not going to quote it on this podcast. Oh my goodness. So I saw Orville Peck at Talia Hall, like oh, yeah. all I want to say, and he closed with that. And, you know, it was, a- <laughs> <laughs> he did not. 
He did. He did. He's bold. It was like overall, I enjoyed the show until that moment. And I was like, this just doesn't suit his voice at all. Yeah. It, 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 it's a disappointment, but it's not surprising at the end of the day. And I don't know. I, I, what is he? He says something. It's like, you're a Latinx, you're beautiful. It's like something, it doesn't, it's not fun to sing along to. You're a Latinx. You're a Latinx. <laughs> I don't want to hear, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, Haley got the formula right by keeping it simple and just talking about whacking it. But sometimes that's all you need. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. Well, I think we got to wrap up. This has, been, this has a been a true heaven on earth. Journey. Yeah. It's this I to get through this and we could go on but we we could. I I do think like in the face. If there were two people better suited to tackle the week's events with a slightly silly but sort of analytical vibe um I don't know him I mean I think this Anna Nicole vibe I was like wow that is a high compliment I mean analytical I thought you said Anna Nicole oh Anna Nicole thank you no true like where that picture of um have that picture that was going around a few weeks ago of like Anna Nicole and Jennifer Coolidge sitting next to each other like just smoking cigarettes like that's that's that was the honestly like that was the vibe just like serving a culture that like I always say that this is a culture in decline on this podcast but this week was like really like oh like what's going on it was the death knell for the sure. death knell I mean yeah. thank god for like Lee Pace for pulling us out of it a little bit by his like sock suspenders and thank you Lee Pace thank you as always Eddie where can people find you on social media if you want to be found so you can find me on Twitter at Virgo, who drives, all one word. Um, it, I really wanted it to be Virgo, who can drive, but it doesn't fit all the characters. <laughs> so we're stuck with that one. And if you want to follow me on, so, on Instagram, not all of social media, you can find me at, at Ed F, as in Francis, Burn, and it's all one word. And Burn is spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Perfection. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z, on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Z's, and subscribe to culturepig.substack.com for free weekly newsletters about cultural musings. I wrote in depth about the actual fashion of the Met Gala this week, and it was really fun to write about. So check that out if you're interested. Um, and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, because that is a cool thing to do. So until next time, bye, everyone. Bye-bye.